I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and join me as always, my co-host. Contributor at Mavs.com. The Friendly Fiend, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, we're back. Uh, I've been, uh, I was out yesterday, so shout out to uh, Mavs Draft for uh, filling yeah. in and doing some uh, redrafting. Uh, but if you didn't listen to that pod, we ended up in a weird place. So go, go check Uh-oh. it out. We ended up <laughs> in a weird spot with the Mavs pick in 2013. So. I do. Uh, I do want to say uh, off the bat, I plan on going downtown uh, on Saturday to the 2 p.m. Uh, protest uh, downtown at uh, I want to say Bilo uh, Garden, um, right in the middle of downtown. So if you are going and you're a listener to the pod to that, if you want to reach out to me, I would be happy to meet up with some of you guys uh, if you plan on going to that. But I know one of the things, uh, one, as a network, uh, we're working on some things as a network True. of uh, some bigger things of how we can uh, contribute as a collective network together, I guess. If that's and take some action say. and not just yes. you know, put out a statement. So For sure. And uh, one small thing that Nick and I want to commit to for uh, the time being is throwing out a resource uh, that uh, we like or a resource that we recommend, a small resource. It could be an account, a book, or something uh, off the top of the pod. And uh, for me, uh, <laughs> there is a Instagram account. Uh, it's actually an organization called Be The Bridge. And uh, you can find them on Instagram. It's founded by Latasha Morrison. And um, it's just an amazing organization. It's been around for for a bit. And uh, I followed them on Instagram for a while. And uh, I know Latasha has been on a, a bunch of different podcasts and stuff uh, just talking about her foundation and how to be the bridge and how we can all be the bridge uh, to one another. So I recommend that. Go follow that and support that organization. Also, I recommend uh, Numbers on the Board with Jeff Skinway just had uh, Sint Marshall on, the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks, and she had some really good stories to tell. It's a two-part podcast. I listened to it today, and I thought it was really good, some of the stories she shared. Um, She has been at a Mavericks game. Someone asked her to help find her seat because they thought that she was an usher. Uh, and just different stories like that that she shares about her experience and it was a refreshing perspective I thought uh, also wanted to recommend always the the podcast Pod Save the People uh, DeRay McKesson has you know one of the people that you know sort of jump started Black Lives Matter and uh, he has that podcast that continues on the Crooked Media Network and so uh, I recommend that always for people interested in a, in a you know different perspective and um, someone that has been you know practicing what they preach you know, pretty much. So yeah, I also, I also want to say this real quick. If you're going to message me or DM me or write me on Instagram or something and say, I like you, but, and then follow with something, you don't even have to message me. And I don't really care if you like me. I don't even care if you follow me. If you don't like something I tweet or post, you can just unfollow me after that. So, uh, any, any back end, a compliment like that. I like you, but I thought you're a good man, but I like your sports coverage, but, and you fill it in with something you don't like. Y'all can just keep that to yourself. So we go. believe that these are obvious issues <laughs> that, yeah. that we're that we're talking about. Uh, the you know, black lives do matter. That's what we that's 
you know so uh yeah. all right we're not going to spend too much time on that uh those other materials that we talked about you can get some information from there pod save the people always um what isaac recommended and then uh, listen to sit marshall as well if you want to hear more about that conversation but we are going to talk about the nba returning uh Whoa. the nba has a plan that they're going to vote on today thursday june 4th if you're listening to this on thursday so Here's the plan. We'll go through it, and then we will talk about you know the implications for the Mavericks and all that kind of stuff. There's just so many things. Uh, and by the way, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your first order. All right, Isaac Harris. Let me lay out all this for you. Oh, I'm ready. The Let's NBA go. is planning to return on July 31st. And run through at the very latest October twelfth. So we're talking mm. two two and a half month really stretch there of NBA, and they're going to pack as much basketball as they possibly <laughs> can in this. Uh, the NBA Board of Governors again is going to vote on this on Thursday at noon. So by the time you're listening to this, it may have already been uh, voted on and ratified, or something may have changed or whatever. It's a twenty two team return plan. The sixteen playoff teams that are already technically in the playoffs, and then. Washington in the East is also going to come back uh, for some reason. <laughs> They're coming back. And then in the West, New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, and San Antonio are all coming back as well. So basically, they were like, if you get 24 wins, you're you're in, basically. Such a joke. So they brought them all back. And each team is going to play eight games. So the Mavericks will play eight games, which is actually kind of exciting for the Mavericks because they could move out of that seventh spot or the Clippers could move out of the second spot or however it works. And so that's exciting. And there's going to be some, there, there could be a play in tournament. It, it's not necessarily guaranteed, but there, it could happen. If the ninth seed in either conference is more than four games back behind the eighth seed. So right now, what is it? The, I think the, the Wizards are like five and a half games back from Orlando. So that one, they would have to make up a lot of ground to make that happen. But in the Western yeah. Conference, Portland is right now, they're two and a half games back. Or no, three. <laughs> Math. They're three and a half games back right now from the Grizzlies. Uh, and so are the Pelicans. And so are the Kings. <laughs> they're, all three, they're all three and a half games back. So if that remains the same, if they just continue and they all go four and four or whatever then there will be a play-in tournament. The play-in tournament will work as a uh, a double elimination for the eighth seed and a single elimination for the ninth seed. So it looks like there's only going to be two teams in this, and it's just gonna they're just gonna play a mini tournament. Basically, um, you know, the ninth seed has to win two games, and the eighth seed only has to win one. Basically, is what we're looking at with the play-in tournament. So that's kind of interesting. It's not really a tournament. It's just kind of like an extra. It's like a play-in game really <laughs> like the, for we're, March not, we're not even sure if we're gonna even get that though right it's not guaranteed if if you know everyone if memphis just destroys everyone and they go eight and zero or whatever then uh and then you know portland new orleans sacramento lose some games then all of a sudden there's no playing tournament and that doesn't happen so it's not guaranteed so that's what we have going on uh there's all kinds of different things the way that the schedule is going to work according to michael lee and all, all that was via espn by the way uh and Woj, which you probably already know but uh, Michael Lee tweeted that the schedule is going to work just like the normal schedule. Like, so return to normal schedule um, for the Mavericks, but skip over the teams that aren't going to be in attendance. So basically, the Mavericks' next games coming up, and they only had they didn't have that many games left, right? <laughs> like fourteen games or so left. Phoenix, the Clippers, the Kings, 
the Trailblazers, the you know Phoenix again, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Bucks. All those teams are going to be there. That's their next whatever seven games or so. And then Minnesota was their first game supposed to be April first. They're not there, so skip that one and then go to Memphis. Um, yeah, <laughs> you basically uh, and you only do the Memphis game if one of those other teams like Utah or Milwaukee if they've already played eight games. So that's why I mentioned that one. But basically, the Mavs next eight games, all those teams are already going to be there. So yeah. if it if it works out that way for the schedule, then that would be the Mavericks schedule, which actually kind of looks decent. I mean, that's a decent schedule. We'll break that down in the next segment. Uh, and let's break down all this. Let's let's take a let's take a quick uh, stop and break down all this after we talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. Isaac, what's the last Built Bar you ate? Um, what was it? The double chocolate one, Ooh, I think. I love the double chocolate one. It's a double chocolate, yeah. Double chocolate one. That's double good. chocolate one, banana nut, all those are great. There's 16 amazing flavors. Uh, eight of them are chocolate and nut flavors. The other eight are chocolate and nut-free flavors. So if anybody has a, has a nut allergy, uh, you can indulge in those. Uh, bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can use them as a breakfast substitute. A lot of people do. Lunch substitute. Uh, they have between 110 and 170 calories, uh, 20 grams of protein in them, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, all the stuff that you want in it. They're delicious. They're really good. And they're sponsoring this podcast, so you go sponsor them <laughs> because we appreciate this. <laughs> and right now, for the Lockdown Mavericks listeners, there's a deal. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Link in the description of this podcast. All right, Isaac, let's get into this. So what was your first reaction? All this stuff laid out, basically. This is how the NBA is going to return. First reaction. The Wizards can lose the most games in the Eastern Conference and still not get a top 10 pick. They can lose eight games? If they lose eight games, they'll have 48 losses. The Cavs are set in stone at 19 and 46, and they're not going to be able to lose any more games. So the Wizards could literally lose 48 games, lose the most games in the Eastern Conference, and not have a top draft pick. Because the lottery is going to be set from here? Well, just because... Like all the other teams, they're not coming to Disney, so their records are just set. And so their their records are not changing. So they're just going to be stuck at that. So I am it's wild. So that wasn't my first reaction. I just <laughs> that's just something that's been on my mind. I was just like laughing about it. Um, I think well, one. I view this whole situation from two different angles. I view it from a league perspective of like league in general, and then a Mavs perspective. For the Mavs side. The biggest thing that I was wanting was if they have a planned tournament to leave the Mavericks alone, which they are. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Mavericks are not, you know, they're making the playoffs. Um, then after that, my preference was kind of what we kind of threw out there a little bit of, man, if they're going to give these bubble teams a chance to get into the playoffs, they should give teams like the Mavericks or other teams the chance to move up in the standing. So I'm like, all right, cool. It'd be, it'd be awesome if the Mavericks have a chance to not play the Clippers in the first round. And bam, here we are. So uh, kind of both of those things that I was you know, wanting, I guess, if we have more te- more than the 16 teams, then here we, you know, we've landed on that. So I'm pretty happy with it. I, Phoenix and Washington coming, I, don't, I just don't, I don't really get it. But um, I'm in on Phoenix coming because the Mavericks play them twice. <laughs> Right, oh, okay. like you're totally sure. in on that because that becomes all of a sudden a quote unquote easy game or easier game. Phoenix yeah. may have come out and have something to prove or whatever, but uh, t- 
getting to play Phoenix twice. That's pro- that's the worst team that's coming, right? Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I think Washington. Washington's worse. worse. They have a better. I, I mean, they have one of the best offenses in the NBA. They're just one of the also one of the worst defenses. So it depends on the night. True. Yeah. Um, Devin Booker seems to always kill the Mavs. So. Um, and they could always bring back Alec Peters, right? They're gonna have extra oh roster spots. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you never know what can happen there. So, uh, yeah. So Phoenix coming is is fine. You also get to play Sacramento, and the Mavericks get to play Houston straight up. So that could be a really awesome game that could determine seating as well. Yeah, I was gonna. That, I think that's a big takeaway too, and a huge plus of this regular season format in this of you're not going to have a lot of games that are just like stupid because you know a lot of times you get towards the end of the season it's like the Mavericks in this situation (laughs) yeah but it's like the Mavericks are playing like the Hornets at the end of the season like ever all those teams are just trying to tank so it's like okay cool I'm gonna go to the arena have a fun night for two quarters and then Luke is gonna set for the fourth because Hornets are tanking but like all of these games for the most part are going to matter a lot because a lot of teams are so close in seedings and at least at the beginning you know I think those la- the 7th and 8th games people I want to see the jockeying for position there uh, in those 7th and 8th games for teams that would be crazy well the Mavericks 8th game would be against the Bucks, so and it w- I think it would be the Bucks 7th game I looked at their schedule so they may well the Bucks rest Giannis I was going to say that they might and that'd be a, that might be a winnable game for the Mavericks there um, but I also I also think that these teams are going to want to try to play themselves back into shape too, and so yeah. I think that they're going to take these games seriously for the most part. They have to get back. I mean, uh, Brad Townsend tweeted out today that the normal layoff or last year's layoff was like, uh, oh, it was like a, a certain like four number months in like yeah, eleven four, days or yeah, something. It was like four months in eleven days, and and, and the ma- and we just took off four months in twenty days, basically with all the uh, when you know when it comes back in July. So. Uh, this is this is longer than an off season, basically. Yeah. So teams are going to want to get back in the groove of things, get back maybe in their playbook. Like who knows if, if players forget stuff? You know, players just got added to the team. Uh, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, like think about Willie Colley Stein just got added to the <laughs> added to the Mavericks, and then you know what is it a month later the season ended. So. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll take these eight games seriously. Uh, there's all kinds of, of crazy things on how they're going to play these games too. Uh, Keith Smith, I think, has been he's been the oh, best. Keith. He's been the best on this because shout he, out to Keith, man. Like everybody needs to be given. Not that Keith sat there and told the NBA this is what you got to do, but Keith was the first person uh, that I saw that wrote about this whole situation. And uh, man, yeah, he he killed that idea. Which I've seen a lot of people give him credit, in which I'm I'm very happy that they are. He used to be a cast member for Disney, and so he for like a long time, and so he understands all that. Um, He's got uh, a lot of Disney sources too. Well, yeah, he was there. For, he said he was there. He worked there for like twenty years. He said um, he was talking about how many games they're going to play in a day, um, and he said <laughs> that you'd possibly start games at noon Eastern time and then play until ten thirty p.m. Eastern time. Guys, if y'all think we never had a life before, then it's just, I mean, this is going to be like March Madness stuff. If you like the NCAA, I mean, when games come on, it's just the whole day. And what, I mean, that would be, what, the whole month of August, pretty much? Man. So here's here's the thing. He said, Keith Smith said, per a, per a Disney source for the regular season, uh, total of 88 games for all the teams. The plan is now to play in two different arenas, basically just like Summer League. Uh, with multiple games per day. Uh, playoffs will be two to four games per day. Two to four playoff games per day. 
for early rounds and then two then one to two games per day after did it are they going to build uh, to my knowledge there's only two basketball courts there or arenas there are they going to build anymore or it's just using those two I, I, I think they only need two right okay well the, oh, he yeah, said I mean, the plan is for now to have two different arenas with multiple games per day so that okay that's what they're going with they're not building a space gym. <laughs> Eastern Conference Court. Finals at six o'clock in one gym. Western Conference Finals at eight o'clock. In- I mean, it could happen. That could be a crazy doubleheader there. Uh, one one man, thing about the t- so much basketball is going to happen. I'm so excited for it. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's going to be like blogger heaven. Oh, you're excited people- for it? You don't you don't think that it's waste of time and useless? And I never said it was going to be useless. Okay. Okay. I don't think I'll view the title the same. I've been very okay. open about you're that. Still gonna, you're still going to enjoy it? <laughs> of course I'm going to enjoy it. I never said I wouldn't enjoy it. Of course I would enjoy it. I just I don't, don't think I feel that... like you teetered on whether you said you are going to enjoy it or not. It's basketball. I'm going to enjoy rather watch it. old 90s games where it's 80 to 85. Oh, sign me up. I love no, watching on. I love watching 90s games. Don't even. I love it. Throw it in the post. Back hey, it up. Back it up. I, I love seeing good post moves, man. Sign me up for that. My favorite play in the All Star game the past year, MB doing the shake on LeBron fadeaway, love it. Um, okay, one thing I want to mention about the timeline, kind of a late start, July thirty first. I know you know it was tossed out there possibly like a week or two before that, but a lot of, a lot was built or a lot was said on this before of like how much time the players need to ramp back up, and you know a lot of players are back in their getting back in their markets. I think that at this moment, Luca's still in Slovenia, um, but it's despite yeah. despite some people <laughs> confusing Maxi for Luca again because he was wearing a mask. Yes, yes, uh, but then it's yeah. So it gives them a good. I mean, what what's today? We're recording this on June third, and. Yeah, I, I think it gives them a decent amount of time. I don't know. I mean, you know I've seen different things of how you know teams are going to get there like two weeks before, and uh, it, it's so crazy because if you ever went to like a, a a basketball camp out of you know town or out of state and stuff growing up, it like I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting of like buses showing up and it's teams getting off and it's like all this different stuff. And I uh, I'm that part seems cool to. Uh, uh, it'll be cool to see how that all that stuff unfolds. But I think it was Dave McMinimum who tweeted out today a story of stuff that is being thrown out there for like home court advantage teams. Because oh man, this talking, is insane! Absolutely insane. Because I get like at least you're having the conversation because it is unfair for the Lakers and Bucks yeah. and these teams. They fought for it, and now it means the only thing that you're getting is the fact that you get to play Memphis and Orlando. Outside of that, you're not getting that seventh you know game at your home court and all this stuff. And I don't know if you have the article um, fastly. Well, the uh, big available. idea from this is that they were going to allow teams to ship in their home court, like the actual wood floor with the decals on it and everything, to change out to be able to have the home team have their court underneath. Ooh. Can they... <laughs> come up with some kind of thing where they only remove the middle section right and just keep the rest of it like keep the rest of it because i understand maybe putting the logo on for tv purposes but man what a waste of resources it feels like i wonder what will be at midcourt just the nba logo yeah right like it, it, well it could be like a summer league thing 
They could just yeah, do sure. like the NBA Finals logo. Remember they used to do an NBA Finals logo? Yeah, I like, like that. Like a good one, a good NBA Finals logo, <laughs> not just like text, 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 but, NBA but, logo. But man, McMenamin threw out there different things that they were like halfway oh, discussing. Yeah, yeah. That, like extra possessions? What? Like, what are we talking about? Even down to the idea of them, the top seeds, getting to pick their own hotels. <laughs> like, for, like they're going to fantasy draft Disney hotels? What, do we need to bring on a Disney expert for which hotels need to be uh, <laughs> picked first? Well, you I mean, you keep... live so close that I don't think you even have to stay in a hotel. I think you I just... have enough time between now and the time to go stay in all those hotels. <laughs> Uh, All that, right, here are the things that think. McMenamin said that, that ha- scenarios that have been discussed. Uh, potential for home court advantage teams. The higher seed being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarter following the traditional jump ball to begin the game. So if you're <laughs> okay. the higher seed team being allowed to designate one player to be able to be whistled for seven fouls instead of six before fouling out. So you get an, <laughs> one player gets an extra foul if you're a home team. That's dumb. The higher seeded team receives an extra coach's challenge, which they don't even use. Sure. Them. They don't even uh, use the yeah. ones they have in the right way anyway. And then the higher seeded team being able to transport their actual, this is the transport their home court from their arenas to Orlando to try and preserve the feel of their home playing experience. And then an off court feature in which playoff teams, in order of seeding, one through 16, receive first choice on picking which hotel they stay at in the ESPN Wide World Sports Complex and Disney World Resort. So, Phoenix, Phoenix all right, we want to stay at Pop Century. Let's go stay at Pop Century. We want to stay at Animation. Go stay there. What's the all sports one? We want to stay at the all sports one. They're all like. I don't know. They're all fine, but they're not NBA. Le- they're not like NBA level hotels. Phoenix is gonna be like at a, like a Lakeview Super Eight motel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up, let's get into some more of this. Let's talk about the Mavericks specifically. We'll talk about their schedule, and then let's get into where we think this is gonna all end up with the uh, the Mavericks in the playoffs. So, before we do that, Isaac Harris, let me tell you about Blinkist, since it doesn't seem like you understand what Blinkist is some of the time. <laughs> Uh, Blinkist is an app that's really unique that works on your phone, tablet, web browser. You can use it however you want. Takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down. It's just 15 minutes you can read or listen to. All kinds of different things that you can you know, read and get the information from uh, all kinds of popular books, Becoming by Michelle Obama, Secrets of the Power of Negotiating, Tiger Woods book. All kinds of things that you can just get the information from as a podcast or as an article. Uh, so if you're thinking about, you know, or if you want to read more books to sound smart, this is the thing to do. Or if you have a book report that you have to do for college or whatever, this is the thing to do. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books that you want, all for one low price. There's all kinds of different books in this. Uh, and right now, Lockdown Mavs listeners get a special offer. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into uh, the rest of this, and specifically for the Mavericks, let's talk about. So... The Mavericks, they kind of lucked out in this because they're one of the teams that had a bad draw in the the playoffs with the Clippers. So now you play Phoenix twice. You play Sacramento once. You play um, potentially play Milwaukee when they're not, you know, uh, 
maybe trying super hard because it won't matter as much for them. And then there's a potential for them to play Memphis as well because um, a couple of these teams, I think Utah specifically, um, a Twitter or a Twitter follower of mine, Ben, he mentioned that they would have already played eight games by the time the Mavericks get to them. So they might also get to play Memphis. They kind of luck out in this in a couple of their, their easier games. Yeah, okay. It's kind of I almost kind of want to take all this with a grain of salt though because we always do the schedule stuff. Even scheduling at the yeah. beginning of the season, we try to, you know, to like line it up and say, "Okay, well the Mavericks should win this amount of games." Well, yeah, they play all the teams, right? <laughs> you know. Yes. Like, there's I, I just, always things that happen. And this is the most unprecedented basketball I think we've ever had because all of a sudden you're going yes. from uh, imagine Basically, this is the preseason. Remember when there used to be eight preseason games? This is this is that. We're all of a sudden going yeah. from this long offseason to preseason games, but except these preseason games matter. Yeah, and in a normal offseason, players are pay, playing pickup ball all the time. True. So it's like, and they're, or they're going to the facility a lot and whatever to where, I mean, we just, yeah, we're talking about a four-month layoff. Yeah, they're going to be having their own training camps and stuff before and all that, but then straight into these regular season games. So I think it's it's almost really impossible to look at some of this. And, yeah, you know, certain rosters are better than other rosters, but <clears throat> it's hard to look at this and be like, like, is Utah going to be their team chemistry-wise? I mean, are, yeah, are, who they, knows are they fine? Sure. Like, are, are how are some of the older players? How's Chris Paul going to be, you know, right off the bat? Is he going to be right back to where he was playing before? Like, I, I think it's so hard to predict, like, what these regular season games is. It's going to take a couple of games. Is even, like, looking at a game like Dallas versus, you know, or Phoenix and be like, when? I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't say that from the very beginning. We don't know how these players are going to come in. And, and be rusty is this going to look like ugly basketball those first three or four games or yes, is this going to be I think so or is it going to be like some some players or like young guys or Devin Booker's going to come in and drop 55 first game <laughs> and like I don't I don't know like we just don't know we all they do get some I think three weeks as a training camp type so they are going to get that which is the normal length of training camp preseason you know for a regular NBA season so they are getting just about the same amount of time to come back into a season uh, and I think they'll all be focused because every team has something to play for, you know, whether it's a small chance or a large chance to to change their destiny. But uh, I think teams will be focused to do that. And yeah, uh, I, but but what like, do we know anything about the the lottery like odds and stuff too? Because I don't think so. I, I do I wonder that changes. about Phoenix or Washington because like is Phoenix going to go go to Orlando and tank because they know they're not going to make the playoffs, but. I mean, what will those eight losses do for them? Will it help them a lot? Or are they set in stone? Like, how do, how does that eight losses for them would take them to 47 losses? They would be – so, like, well, I just don't know how the lottery odds are going to – Yeah, I haven't seen that written yeah. anywhere. And all these teams have draft implications, right? Like, the Mavericks, the Mavericks have draft implications with their pick. If they win a couple games, their draft pick goes down. If they lose some games, then, you know, draft pick could go up. Like, it's it, uh, it all matters. In that sense, so yeah, I haven't heard anything about the draft in that, but um, I like the fact that the Mavericks have some time to to get back to to play some games, play eight games. We're not just it's not just going to be a Mavericks, you know, if they got if they had get you know to get swept by the Clippers, come back all this, prepare all this, and play four games and go home, right? Like that yeah. that would have seemed like a big waste of everything for me, um, and probably for the players too. But at least now we'll get to see, or at least getting twelve games, at least twelve games of Mavericks <laughs> basketball. Yeah, I mean, more than that, because 
then they're going to go on and go on this run and all of that. I made a joke to you know, on Twitter there that for some of these guys like Giannis or these guys who are projected to be in the finals, I mean, are they just going to set up a mailbox outside their <laughs> hotel room? I mean, they're going to literally stay in this hotel room wherever they land for two and a half months. But here's the thing. So Ramona Shelburne reported this today. Players and coaches will be allowed to golf and eat at outdoor restaurants in Disney, which there's a lot of different things that you could do there. They'll also be required to maintain social distancing, which I think is possible. However, they are opening okay. back the parks up on July 15th. So, And we're probably going to try to go, so we'll, we'll let you guys know what it's like over there. But I just I need to know the media access to this whole bubble and the media plan because if there is like select media, if they do take a hundred media or whatever it is, there's gonna be some incredible stories seems, come out of it. Hundred seems way too many, right? Just just hearing it. Off the top of my head, yeah, but it's like there's I mean, we have a hundred for the maps. I mean, it's like how many yeah, fifty? How I mean, many for the gonna... Tony Romo game? How many do we have then? <laughs> that was a hundred. Oh, for yes, for sure. <laughs> and that was, that was a, a game that didn't matter with an NFL player showing up in warm-ups, right? <laughs> Dirk's last home game, I sat on a staircase and watched <laughs> it. I didn't even have a seat in the media. Um, but no, yeah, I, I just because if if there are a select number of media members there, there are going to be some some crazy, uh, yes, stories come out of just what players are doing in between. Once I read the same thing you, you did about, oh, they can golf and they go to the restaurants, like they're going to be able to go and do all these different things. I'm curious on, yeah. But players also, I think, know and and hopefully will be, you know, talked to by vets, you know, and I think Jared Dudley has shared this since he speaks for the entire league and all the players. I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to remind you about that. Um, that this is going to matter to players. And, and if you get COVID, all of a sudden you're, you're quarantined for two weeks, right? If you, if you get it, all of a sudden you could cost this team, you know, a chance at a title, uh, a title that will matter and not have an asterisk next to it, according to Isaac. But uh, I think that that's going to be a, a big thing for, uh, for teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, like the Bucks, teams that could go far. Like there's going to be a lot of responsibility on, on veterans to, uh, emphasize you know social distancing and being safe and all that stuff no matter how much nba players want to go out and stuff so there you go anything we got one more thing on this uh i don't i mean it's just really encouraging that we've been wanting basketball for a while there seems like a plan in place Uh, i think once they vote on it uh tomorrow even though Woj said the nba is back today uh we'll have an emphatic uh the nba is back uh for that next pod when it's officially uh, happening and I do want to see how some how the wrinkles iron out a little bit just on schedule stuff and just everything uh, with everything but uh, I'm excited I'm excited that we at least have a time frame I have one more thing um, there was a tweet today that said that, that you know Florida had the highest peak of of COVID cases in like two months or something there was like 1200 or 1300 new COVID cases COVID-19 cases uh, Florida's a really big place there's 21 million people in Florida and I, th- I think that there's always there's going to be a risk to this, and I know that we're excited about basketball coming back. And yes, there's a risk to this. We've talked about you know what happens if a play you know somebody's you know family member dies from this because of you know coming the NBA coming back and all those kind of things. But the majority of the cases from you know in Florida have been in Miami, and Disney is big enough to you know 
shelter all these NBA players and, and for them to maintain social distancing as well. So I'm not super worried about that number coming out. That's one thing I saw people throwing around like, oh, the NBA is just turning a blind eye and not, you know, they don't, they just want the money, which yes, they do want the money. And of course this wouldn't happen if they didn't, but uh, I, I don't think it's as alarming as some people are making out to be. So that's my one more thing. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.